Hey, this is Med School Moose, the podcast that examines medicine through the students, physicians, and other professionals that live it. I am your host, Masood Riyadh, and today I will be speaking with Ian Singer about changing careers. Okay, so I am here with Ian, but I will let him go ahead and introduce himself. Thanks for having me, Masood. My name is Ian Singer. I uh, just finished my fourth year of medical school at Nova Southeastern University in Fort Lauderdale, and I will be staying in Fort Lauderdale for my residency in family medicine at uh, the Broward Health Medical Center. Great. Well, Ian, first of all, thank you so much for taking the time to speak with me today. Uh, My pleasure. I'm excited to be here. Yeah, and I'm excited to have you. Uh, Quick spoiler alert for all the listeners. Ian and I are actually classmates, and Well, you know, actually, I guess I can say Dr. Singer now because you and I graduated about a week and a half ago. Congratulations, by the way. Uh, Thank you. Congratulations to you too, Dr. Riyadh. Thank you. Thank you. So you are officially a doctor. I think we can say that now. Mm -hmm. Um, But today we're talking about changing careers. So we're going to actually put that on the back burner for a bit uh, and and start by taking us through your education and, and what you were doing before medical school. Sure. So uh, my my background is probably more unique than I would say 99% of medical students. Um, I began my undergraduate career at Emory University in in Atlanta. Uh, I transferred to the University of Miami where I earned a bachelor's in political science. I thereafter went to law school at St. Thomas University School of Law, which is located in the uh, North Miami area. I then opened my own law practice in downtown Fort Lauderdale. Wow. Yeah, and I uh, did transactional law uh, in the areas of contracts, business, and sports. Okay, so you were pretty heavily involved in, in the business side of law. Um, how, how long were you practicing law for, by the way? I was practicing, I would say it was around three or four years. Three or four years. Mm-hmm. And, and you went pretty deep. I mean, you opened your own practice. You were working with businesses. Um, you know, Ian, I don't, I don't want to be blunt, but what happened? So when I began my, uh, my undergraduate studies at Emory, I was doing so as a pre-med student. I had, ever since I was a little kid, I had always wanted to be a physician. Uh, my father is a, is a physician. I revere him, and I would spend my summers shadowing different doctors. But when it came time to studying organic chemistry, uh, general chemistry, what have you, at Emory, I just was not mature enough as an 18, 19-year-old <laughs> to put the work in that needed to be done to get that coveted A or, or even a B for that matter. Um, I decided it would be in my best interest to drop pre-med, perhaps thinking that being a physician was no longer in the cards for me because of getting the C's in those science classes. I transferred to the University of Miami. This was in the early 2000s, and I picked up political science as an area of study. It was obviously an interesting time in the country, uh, 9-11 had happened not too too long earlier, and the U.S. was making its decision whether or not to go to war. And it was, um, for me, the 
the logical conclusion to studying political science would have been to extend my education in law school. So I, I like to say I backed my way into law school. So, so it sounds like, you know, going back a little bit, medicine was something that you always wanted to do from, from being a young child, but you kind of got discouraged because of the prerequisites, you know, not even the medicine itself. It was the chemistry and the organic chemistry and those kinds of things. Was that, what was that decision like for you? Was it relieving because you didn't have to take those classes? Was it saddening because you weren't doing medicine? Like, what was that transition point like? So it, it, it was the former. You hit the nail on the head. It was actually, for me, as, as what I would consider a kid, 19, 20 years old, it was actually a relief to free myself from, from the burden of having to worry about studying for those science classes. Mm-hmm. Um, and like I said, I just I figured that this path is not meant for me. And I will go down a different road. And that road led me to a completely different career. Do you, do you look back on that frustrated or bitter that you, you know, weren't able to handle those courses at that time? Or is it, you know, something that doesn't bother you as much now? So, so interestingly, I don't think it was that I was not able to handle the courses. Well, I guess you could say I was not able to handle them. Uh, but the reason why I wasn't able to handle them was that I was not mature enough to sit and have the discipline to study for them. I, I, I remember anecdotally a classmate asking me, are you ready for tomorrow's organic chemistry exam? And me answering the classmate uh, going, we have an exam tomorrow. So that was pretty much the the mature, maturity level I had uh, summed up. So was I frustrated after the fact? Um, no, uh, but there was always this lingering um, feeling and emotion in the back of my head. Uh, the, the what if? Uh, what if I had more maturity? Where would I be? Where would I be now? Okay, so you, you transferred to the University of Miami, you know, political science, you go to law school, and now you're a lawyer. What what happens that makes you, you know, kind of take a step back and say, you know what, I, I think it's time for a change? Was it that, that lingering thought or what happened? That's a, that's exactly right. So I enjoyed law school. I, I, I Like I said earlier, I attended St. Thomas University. Um, it's a small law school in the Miami area. Probably our most distinguished alum is, is in a criminal defense attorney by the name of Jose Baez, who I don't know if you remember, he represented uh, Casey Anthony, who was the quote-unquote tot mom killer in Orlando. He also represented Aaron Hernandez uh, successfully in his his second trial. Um, I enjoyed the academic aspects of law. It taught me a new way to think. Um, but I did also spend some time during law school clerking at law firms, and I just could not buy into the law firm culture. Um, I found it to be uh, very intense. I found there to be some elements that I did not like of, of how some individuals uh, were being treated. And uh, ultimately, I did not feel stimulated by the traditional law firm experience, which is why I opened my own practice. I, I, I did enjoy having my own practice, but I was going through each day feeling unfulfilled, and I, when I was deciding, look, I think I'm going to make some sort of career change or pivot, the idea kept popping back into my head, why not make good on your, your errors as a much younger man 
and go for what your true passion is, and that would be to be a physician. Okay, so so you have your own practice. You're you're settling into your career in law pretty nicely, um, and then you decide to make this change. What did your did your family and friends guide you? What was their reactions, especially your father being a physician? Like how did how did everyone around you respond to you making this this big career change? Yeah, so some people were like, "Whoa, what's he doing? Like he's you know he's pretty crazy to be going back to school." I was around twenty nine years old when I started playing toying with the idea. I knew I would have to do two years of prerequisite coursework um, before even getting into medical school. But overwhelmingly, everybody was was supportive. Uh, my parents especially, who I'm very fortunate uh, to have backing me. Uh, I mean, candidly, their response were both giving me high fives. <laughs> I, I, I think they knew that this is what I had always wanted to do. And they felt like I could be more fulfilled in medicine than law and that I was more suited for the practice of medicine than law. Okay. So, you know, Ian, according to the the AAMC, the Association of American Medical Colleges, uh, the median age of students entering medical school in 2017-2018 was about 24 years old. Um, and, and you were how old when you started medical school? I think... When we began, uh, which was August of 2015, mm-hmm. I was 33 years old at that point. So I would be nine years older than that number you just uh, you just discussed. So you're 33. Um, now, now let's be clear for a second. There's there's obviously nothing wrong with that because everyone has their own unique timeline, and and you know these kinds of things. Everyone just has their own path, but. You know, being 33, was that was that something that bothered you, being a little older than your classmates and being labeled as a non-traditional medical student? Um, I, I would say no. I, I, I think attending Nova Southeastern, um, which which is an osteopathic medicine school, uh, they place value on non-traditional students. So I feel like there were a decent amount in our class. Um, so I never truly felt like I was out of place. Candidly, like I said earlier, I was immature as an 18, 19, 20-year-old. <laughs> I, I probably didn't have the typical maturity of a, of a 33-year-old. So personality-wise, I, I, I felt like I fit in. And how, how did it feel going back to school and, and sitting in the classroom again after, after all those years? Well, so... It's funny. Another uh, another quick anecdote. I remember my my very first day of returning to school as a post baccalaureate student. I did my those were my prerequisites to get into medical school. I did those at Florida Atlantic University, and uh, I remember going to my first general chemistry one class and taking a seat in the back, which is par for the course for me, <laughs> and watching all these guys with tank tops and fraternity letters walk into the room, um, uh, just looking at their phones, talking talking to girls. And I'm thinking to myself, wow, this is crazy that I'm back here. But then again, this was probably me um, 10 years ago. And then interestingly, just technologically, how things had changed were professors were teaching off of slides. Textbooks weren't being used. That was a new concept to me. Also, if something 
was not being understood by a student. I would watch I would watch a student pick up their phone and take a uh, take a photo of what was on the what was on the screen on the projector screen. So little adjustments like that uh, returning to school and what was a slightly more technologically advanced uh, time than when I was last a student. <laughs> I understand. So, you know, do you feel like like going through law school helped you get through medical school as well? Or was it was it a completely different beast? Good question. So how our curriculum and as you well remember was set up is uh, during our first year of medical school, we had three, two, three to four tests per week, six to seven final exams in four to five days. Mm-hmm. Um, going through that type of grind was entirely different from what I went through in medical school. Um, law, I mean, what I went through in law school, I apologize. In law school, you study the entire semester and you take a final exam. That's it. You have to stay on top of the material all semester, and 100% of your grade is based on one single exam. Um, So for me, it was an entirely different beast. One, because medical school in the beginning was extremely challenging for me, having no science background, and our curriculum was very science-heavy in the first year, and having to try to make sense of things that did not make sense to me, uh, living test to test, three to four days a week, it was, it was an entirely different animal than what I was used to. Our, our second year, when we entered the uh, systems-based curriculum, was more reflective of the law school experience. As you remember, all we had was a, an integrated midterm and a final exam. I didn't, I didn't have the feeling of angst that, oh my god, I have a test in two days. I have another test a day after. I have another test in three days. I just had to stay on top of the material and, um, and really just perform on a, on a midterm and, and a final exam. That was a bit more reflective of the law school experience. Being back in medical school, being back in school in general, um, you know, the technology is a bit more advanced. The, the study style, the material is different. The format of the exams and the timing of the exams is different. You know, this is, this is a whole different world for a lawyer. What, what helped you get through that? Honestly, I... One, support of family. Um, the first year, first semester for me was 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 quite intense. Um, there were the, it was it was absolutely nothing I could have prepared for. Um, at at Nova Southeastern, our class we did not have gross anatomy in the first semester of our first year. They were renovating the laboratory. Um, and that's one of your foundation medical school courses. So I, I didn't, I couldn't tell the difference between an arm and a leg. Uh, <laughs> and um, they, so we didn't have that class until second semester. They moved an immunology class up to the first semester. It was very stressful, um, very hectic. How I got through it was the support of family, uh, people to vent to, and candidly, just sheer determination, hard work getting down into the trenches, total sacrifice of the social life, and uh, fortunately things went well. How would you compare your your experience and your education in, in law school to, to what it was like in medical school? Um, in law school, you know, I, law school was challenging in, in its own right. Um, lectures, we had mandatory lectures for one, which is different than uh, most medical school classes. Uh, 
the teaching style in law school, very interesting. You know, I always feel like these things kind of things happen to me. I'll never forget my first day of law school, uh, property law class. Um, in law school, the way you study is you read what's called a case book. You learn through reading cases. And what I mean by that is judges write decisions and opinions and you read those decisions and opinions. Oftentimes, they are very complex and difficult to understand, especially when you're first starting out in law school. Some of them are written in the 1800s. So the very first day of uh, property law, it was probably the 8 a.m. class, day one, and the professor uh, goes, we are now going to discuss this case, X versus Y. Let me go down the class roster. There was probably about 80 people in my in my lecture hall, and out of all 80 people, she goes, how about Mr. Ian Singer? Let's discuss this case. Of course. And I, I was like, what do you know? I remember <laughs> I start laughing, and then the whole class burst out laughing, probably nervous laughter by everybody. <laughs> um, so it was uh, – uh, with the Socratic method, it's, it's a back and forth. The professor will ask you, tell me about – Tell me about this case. You give a summary. Then they will hit you with another question. You answer the question. They answer your question with the question. And it is a back and forth. And you could literally be – the whole lecture could be just you and that professor for 40 minutes going back and forth discussing the case. So you have to be very on top of your game. You have to be very well prepared for lecture. Some professors would actually ask you to leave the classroom if if you were not prepared. So it was different in that regard. It was much more interactive with the professors um, than what we dealt with in our traditional medical school um, classes. So first of all, you know, you just scared me and made me really <laughs> glad that I didn't go to law school. Um, but but OK, so now, you know, coming back to the, to the present time, here we are. Mm-hmm. You're done with medical school. You're about to start residency. Do you feel like the age and, and the non-traditional, do you feel like any of that is a factor going into residency? Oh, I think it's, I think it's benefited me, um, or it will benefit me uh, tremendously. Um, you know, as, as a lawyer, I, I was being relied upon by clients for, for serious matters. Now, they weren't life and death like what patients rely on a physician for, but everything is relative, whether it's um, a, a tenant who's trying to collect a security deposit from a landlord or somebody who's trying to negotiate um, the terms of the uh, termination of, of their employment. Everything is magnified to the individual. So learning how to interact with people, um, clients, having serious conversations with them um, undoubtedly translates over to my interactions with patients, the way I'm able to speak with uh fellow students, residents, attending physicians, administrators, nurses. Um, so I actually think being a non-traditional student uh, will undoubtedly benefit me in that regard as I, as I navigate what I am sure will be a very stressful and complicated first year of residency. You know, that, that kind of leads into my next question. Mm-hmm. Would, you, would you go back and change anything? Would I go back and change anything about my my about, life and my academic career? Yeah, about this path. Yeah, so without getting too, uh, I guess, metaphysical, I, I, I come from the school of thought that things, things tend to happen for a reason. Um, I am so thankful I went to law school. Uh, it, one, I 
learned how to interpret the law, but two, it taught me to see the world through through a different prism. I'm able to look at things differently, cause and effect, consequence of decision X causing outcome Y or Z. Um, so that's been wonderful in and of itself. And um, so, no, I do not have any regrets. I feel like I'm going to be a better physician for the experiences mm -hmm. that I went through, namely going to law school. And you know what? I also went to medical school because I truly wanted to go to medical school. I, I, I find that in discussing with other individuals, classmates, what have you, that a lot of people go to medical school because they can. They are smart enough. They have the GPA. They have the MCAT score. And they go. Um, so for me, I'm very happy that not like how I described law school, how I backed my way into it. I'm happy I walked my way into medical school face forward. Ian, I, I have one more question sure. for you, um, and this is something that I like to ask everyone, and it's it's a little bit different with, with every person, so it's going to be different with you as well. Um, you know, there are a lot of people out there that are standing where you stood. You know, they are in one career, and for whatever reason, they, they want to make a change and they want to go into medicine, whether that's as a physician or a nurse or, or another part of the profession. But, but there may be some barriers in the way. You know, it, it might be the age or it might be the finances or this unnecessary stigma of going back to school after a few years. What advice do you have for those people? So in my situation, I was fortunate. Um, I, I have a loving family that was able to to back me uh, emotionally and help me uh, financially. I also do not I'm not responsible for others, and what I mean by that is I'm not married and I don't have kids, but <laughs> there are classmates of ours who are married yeah. or divorced and have kids and are responsible for multiple lives. So my, my advice is if there is a will, there is a way. Somebody who has kids um, would not be the first, if you're thinking about becoming a nurse or, or, or a physician, you would not be the first person to return to school um, right. after having all these life experiences. Uh, you know, we had, we even had a classmate um, who, who had an MD from a foreign country and he came to this country with, with, and he has multiple children and, um, and he's in his, I believe he's in his late 40s, if I'm not mistaken. And he was able to make it happen. One of, one of our other classmates who I found out, she's actually my age, 37. She has two children. And she graduated in the top 3% of our class. And uh, we'll, be, we'll be going into dermatology. So my advice is, anything is possible. Definitely ask questions. Listen to podcasts like this one. <laughs> Do your research. Um, talk to people. And if you really want it, go for it, because the medical field, in my opinion, is a, it's a beautiful thing. It's endless learning, and uh, there's a lot of good we can do for others. Yeah, I'm, you know, I think that is excellent advice. And Ian, thank you so much for speaking with me today and for sharing your story. Thank you so much for having me. It was a lot of fun. And thank you to everyone for listening. Stay tuned for future episodes from Med School Moose, the podcast.